Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Taylor Wilde. Welcome back to Wild On, the podcast where you get the insider's view of the weird, wonderful, wild world of women's wrestling on Wednesdays. Today's guest is a ball of fabulous energy, both in and out of the ring. She embodies the Wild On approved realness. She regularly refers to herself as a mess, but I think that's what made me fall in love with her in the first place. If you let your imperfections fly, own them, and have the ability to laugh at yourself, you are my kind of human through and through. She's a sweet baby angel, all of 23 years old, yet she has an incredible sense of self and lightness that radiates through her laughter and squeals. She may be the only other human who could possibly be as big of a fan of the TNA knockouts, now Impact knockouts, as Kira Hogan. I will let you be the judge about how she measures up in the Taylor Wilde's biggest fan race. Ladies and gentlemen, my girl, Jamie Senegal. So how are you coping? Strange times right now. Honestly, I talk on the phone with Sue Young every single day, start to finish. Oh, really? Yes, every single day. She's Her and Daph are my mom, so I just literally talk to them all day. And I listen to a lot of music and work out until I can't walk. Perfect. Do you have a home gym or are you just like going to the gym again? So I have a home gym at my one house and then I also have Planet Fitness too. So sometimes I switch it up because it gets boring to work oh, out. Oh yeah. It's like workout ADD. You need options. Yeah. And we have, we have those ugly blow, uh, what is it called? Bowflex weights. <laughs> <laughs> the blowflex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have those ugly ass Bowflex weights that you like have to switch the weight and they're all on the one yeah. and that's just boring like I like to use different ones and hog the weights yeah. up <laughs> how's Daphne doing she just had some seriously major surgery honestly I can say I've only known her for a few years but as long as I've known her right now she's like glowing this is like the happiest I've ever seen oh, her that's so good I, I spoke with her not that long ago it was pre this recent diagnosis and you know for our listeners that don't know Daphne's been very like public about it so it's not like I'm telling anyone they don't know she had a she had all her internal lady parts removed for her health because she had been struggling with like weight issues and depression and hormone imbalances is that is that right she was in a lot of pain yeah she switched her diet up and she's lost a lot of weight and she called me and she was like baby no I lost weight and she was like and I healed faster than anyone expected and I feel she was just glowing and it's just amazing just because anybody that knows her knows like you can talk to her like once and then she kind of goes goes for a bit and then I've talked to her like 15 times in the last two weeks that's crazy wow that's so good good because she's had a rough go the last 10 years yeah so oh, i'm so pleased to hear that i'm gonna call her for sure i'm glad i i, I just <laughs> I, I wanted to make sure she was okay mm -hmm. so let's start at the beginning ah! wrestling 
were you a lifelong fan? Like, what what is your connection with professional wrestling? My aunt, her name is Dawn Gundrum, and she traveled with the WWF for like 30 years. Oh my God, get out. Yeah, it was literally like a normal day for like Brett and Owen and Scott Hall to just show up at her house unannounced, just pop up. Okay, what, what was her job? What did she do? Tell me everything. The guys all loved her and she just drove everybody around and just uh rick rude brought her into the ring on monday night raw one time like <laughs> i think she was one of owen's like best friends oh wow she has stories about alundra and china like being back there and she said she saw luna like all these people she just has all these crazy stories everyone knows her like at a, a local show around here whenever the names get flown in she's always the one to go pick them up and they all immediately know who she is <laughs> Even now, oh, that's incredible. It's crazy. So she's essentially like wrestling royalty. So you're second generation. Uh -uh. <laughs> <laughs> so how does she feel about you being in the business now? At first she was like, because I, I was very, I was a sissy my whole life. Like I was just very like, I hated getting hit, even if it was on accident, like someone woman into me. And she was like, I don't know if it's for you. And I was like, it will be. And she literally is always front and center screaming. Whenever I'm in PA, she's off the top wild. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> It's crazy, too, because I feel like I'm someone that a lot of people gravitate towards. But also everyone knows her. So then when people find out that we're, like, related, everybody's like, what the hell? Like, when they find out that she's my aunt, they're like, what is going on? <laughs> I'm going to have to look her up because I'm sure I can find some stuff about her on the internet. So how old were you when you started training? I was 17. 17. Okay. Yeah. So you said you were a sissy. <laughs> I was. <laughs> were you like working out? Did you do any sports growing up or anything like that? Like was anything preparing you for wrestling training? So I was not an athlete at all my entire life. I randomly knew how to do gymnastics, but like didn't. I didn't try to take classes or anything. I had no desire to do anything competitive, <laughs> but I loved okay. wrestling and I had a body pillow and I would wrestle it outside. Oh, <laughs> I love that vision. It, I used to have a big trampoline in my backyard. And when, yeah. uh, when TNA had their house shows, I used to go outside before the house shows before we went and I would pretend to be either you or angel. And I would wrestle everybody oh literally like, <laughs> like so the most athletic i was was on my trampoline but that's cool then i got neighbors who moved in who loved wrestling so we were having like we live in a dead end area so we would just wrestle up and down the entire block <laughs> not yeah. even, not even just the yard everybody else's yards too i love it and so it was like a neighborhood event it, yeah it was it was something it was wild and i always had my hair extensions in. like oh it was scary it was <laughs> <laughs> and that's so good then i became a cheerleader and a diver and i kind of forgot about uh wrestling for like a year like it, it comes okay. and goes and then i came back home one day and just randomly on my computer an old knockout video popped up and i was like i'm gonna do this and then here I am. <laughs> wow. So it was the knockouts that were like, you were always a fan. Always. But it was the knockouts that were like that driving force. They always were. They always were. I loved Ashley Massaro and Melina. And okay. they were my two. And then I found all the knockouts and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> 
I don't think we've ever had anyone on the show that is just, I don't think the knockouts were like a driving force because we always talk about like Trish or we talk about like the Alondras, like the classics. Yeah. But I guess because your age and where you are in the business. Oh, actually, I guess Kira. Kira was a big knockouts fan. She's young. Kira is one of my best friends and we immediately, immediately clicked over knockouts. Oh my God. I love Kira. I love her. Because, like, of course, I love the divas, too. I love the women superstars. I love all of them. Yeah. And I would always vibe with people. But there's only a few people that really vibe with Kiara and I the way we do about knockouts. And those people, they're the <laughs> real ones. They're the real ones. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she is so tough. Oh, I know. That girl has been through the ringer. And she's, like, so, like, poker face and happy and, like, but there's mm. so much pain there. She's so strong. Yeah. I have so much respect for her. I love her so much. She's she's going to take over the world. She's the one. Oh, like She is a girl on fire. Like, that's no gimmick. That's, that's, she's, yes. I'm a big Kiara Hogan fan now. Yeah, I love, oh, I love her. <laughs> I We've both met, like, our first year in wrestling. Oh. My birthday is the 13th of September. Penelope's is the 14th, and Kiara's is the 16th. And we were like, ah! Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> right we're always like every year we're like what are we gonna do birthday family it's so iconic oh that rules that rules so hard so when you started training how long did you train for before you had your first match i started training in january 2015 and a baby <laughs> i know i know <laughs> and then it wasn't until june 2015 that i had my first singles match, but I did a battle royal like a month before that or something. Okay. So you had a good amount of time under your belt. Yeah. And now like your fan base is growing. You have a huge social media growth. How does your whole family feel about their little baby Jamie in the business? So my mom hated wrestling forever. Oh my God. She hated it. Really? Yes. Because I, when I love something, I am obsessed <laughs> with it. Like, like, if I loved cars, I would know how to put one together, like, drunk, dizzy, blindfolded, and asleep at the same time. Like, That's but, commitment. Yeah, it's wrestling for me, and my whole life, like, I just, I would be outside doing wrestling moves to thin air in the grass, and all the, it wasn't cool to like wrestling back then, so I was, right. like, one of, like, three kids at school who liked it, okay. and my mom, I just think she was, like, a bit like, oh, you don't like that, but dad was like oh my god we can bond and now that they've seen because i don't feel like i'm anything like huge or anything but i feel like i've come a far way and my parents are super proud that's great that's great and and i'm sure like as time goes you're only going to get bigger like your personality you're larger than life i've watched quite a few of your matches and you're ah, no, no. i'm so sorry <laughs> No, dude, you're really talented. Well, thank you. You really, really are. And your energy, like energy and your vibe and your uniqueness out there, that's what matters. Like we've talked about it on this podcast before. You can teach a monkey how to wrestle. Like it's just moves. Yeah. But it's how you do it. And with your love and your passion for wrestling, like that's what's going to take you to the next level. Well, thank you. I'm a big Jamie Senegal fan. <laughs> Thank you. I tell everyone who ever asks, I literally say, and I quote, I'm just trying to keep that 2008 knockout energy. Oh, <laughs> literally. That that was a big transition for women's wrestling. Oh, it was such a, oh, 
like I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Like I'm you are obviously an extremely secure person and you did my body self-love positivity episode and you gave some really solid advice you know you were just a baby how old are you i'm 23 yeah you were baby 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 <laughs> i don't even remember 23 but where where does this like self-love confidence um like self-assurance where does this come from when i was a child obviously like ashley massaro totally just punk rock girl shelly just not different from the pack just different and i i saw that and i'm and like lita too but like i loved lita i loved her wrestling but i just vibed way harder with shelly and ashley just because i felt like they were more my style i wasn't as into that y2k side of it yet and uh i would be at school and then my obsession yeah. i would be like walking in the lunch line and like going like this and doing my entrance like it was deep <laughs> like it was wild so you lived you lived vicariously like very real through these people okay yeah. okay i did i did fake it till you make it girl at my daycare we had a whole wall taped on that was just poster boards of all pictures of divas and knockout yeah just because that was like my comfort corner where everybody came and we played wrestling games and just talked about like it was i was teaching the kids on a rumble like it was <laughs> It was so problematic, but low-key iconic. Mama Jamie. Mama Jamie's teaching wrestling. Period. <laughs> I love it. It was so deep. So Kira and I talked a lot about her past and how overcoming all the traumas and coming out and building that strength and getting to know herself really has paid off in her career. Um at like at what age did you come out and was it like a good experience was it challenging experience tell me everything so when i came out there was this girl named lindsey snyder but we all called her nicole and that was not her middle name or anything that was just her name <laughs> literally random but period we like nicole you're nicole we, like oh my gosh nicole like nicole and she was she was a year younger than me and I was in like eighth grade and she was the most like assured, ready, like fiery, punk rock, anarchist, angry, but knowing herself person. Yeah. She was bisexual and I always had like thoughts, but never really tried to like think about it too much because I was so focused on other things. Yeah. And she was just so herself that I just literally realized it one day really like i was so comfortable around her that her energy just brought it out of me wow it was crazy so you are very sensitive to other people i think like you're like a oh i'm an empath for okay sure. okay that that makes a lot of sense then so then i came out to my dad first and it was christmas eve merry christmas <laughs> <laughs> literally and i thought that i was just bisexual and i was in the house it was just him and i he was in the other room and i texted him and said dad i think i'm bi and he said is this one of your friends <laughs> and i replied and was like well no it's just us in the house right now <laughs> so he was digesting yes but he was so well my mom it was a slit a little bit harder for her at first just because 
my sister is a lesbian and she wasn't upset that I was gay, but she just wanted me to, she wanted to have grandkids and stuff. And she didn't understand that that could still happen. You can still have grandkids. Yeah. But it's because my sister just has no desire for kids and she has puppies. So oh, she thought I was going to okay. be like that. But no, okay. <laughs> the, I think my mom, like, cause now, now I'm kind of in this boat where I'm like non-binary trans, like in the middle here. Yeah. And my mom loves it. <gasps> oh. She loves it. She awesome. I think I'm the daughter she always wanted. <laughs> uh, okay, so like you becoming your best self was actually the bonding experience you needed with your mom throughout this process. That's amazing. It's crazy. Honestly, my mom's one of my best friends. We went we went a long time without talking just because of some stuff that was going on and now I couldn't imagine like Aww. she's one of my best friends I literally I'll be at the airport and I just call her because I'm bored oh that's so <laughs> nice I'm quite like that with my mom too like I love my mom but she fucking drives me crazy but I still call her every day <laughs> mothers and daughter relationships are always very complicated it's something it is something <laughs> although I did I convinced her to go with me I just got my nails done for my show this weekend and they look so there's some good. there's something it's a little different than I normally do but they're sharp <laughs> it was so deep I walked in and my friend is wearing uh, he's managing me this weekend at my show and he's wearing something kind of similar to these colors so I asked for something like this but it's still cheetah print and I was wearing cheetah print pants and a cheetah print mask and asked for cheetah and I was like this woman probably thinks I'm crazy like <laughs> or the most um well put together man or woman <laughs> however they want to look yeah at it. <laughs> it was so it, she was just like oh and I was just like girl I just have I just have there's something about cheetah print girl I can't tell you <laughs> There's nothing wrong with little cheetah print. Everyone loves some animalistic tendencies. It brings me to life. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're out to your parents, and then how long after did you start transitioning or like get into this like different non-binary trans stage of your life? So I was even before I realized I was into uh, guys. I was not masculine ever I was always very feminine I was like three or four putting like long sleeve t-shirts on my head pretending it was hair like <laughs> like I would oh if someone in the room had a wig it was on my head like no question I love it <laughs> just <laughs> wild like I was like in yeah. fifth grade and I had those like uh big hole fishnet shirts that come down like this and I wore them on like I was wild <laughs> In ninth grade, I started, I was very, very, very emo, like emo. And then I was in health class and we were talking about uh, gender fluidity and I kind of felt like I fell into that. Okay. And then the next year I started exper experimenting with it more. And I think that's where my diving coach was a little bit of a psycho by where because uh. I would like wear like, I was wild. Like, I I would wear like seventeen tracks of like thirty inch extensions in my head. Had oh my no God. idea how to do my makeup. Oh my my makeup was probably like five shades darker. <laughs> Eyebrows not plucked or filled in. Like, oh, girl, your hot head pink must hair. have been so heavy. That is so much hair. 
It was. And the girls at my school never really wore extensions like that. So they would be like, huh? and I'm like, oh, so you want to fight? <laughs> <laughs> like, you hate me. Do you know what that feels like? Oh, God. And were those like sewn in or? No, they were clipping. Okay, thank God. But it hurt because I would tease it. Because I had more hair. I had, my hair was like down to here. Oh, I was scary. Oh, I want to see baby transitioning, Jamie. I want to see what. <laughs> it's funny. All the pictures I have of of me in my extensions, they were always at home and I was dressed like a diva always. Oh, like, really? I was, I've never, I think in my life, never not dressed like a diva. Like I just would, I literally was in like fourth grade, literally wearing chaps over my jeans to school because I thought it made me more like velvet like like <laughs> I was wild I think it's really interesting though because a lot of people it's um you know going through the transition experience is like a pre-trans life and then a post-trans life yeah and it was like the dark period and now they're living their best lives for you it seems like it was like this really organic beautiful thing like you just you came into age you were talking about gender fluidity in school like times are changing that is incredible like that's what i want to hear like it's crazy you just are living your best life like a normal life and you get to be who you are and i'm so glad you didn't have those like dark years pre-coming out yeah and i think too because even so i went to a very small school and i was the only kid like me i low-key went to a hick school there was a lot of country boys and and then there was a lot of boys wearing like vans and cargo shorts mm -hmm. and then there was a lot of girls wearing like vera bradley that was it <laughs> and then i was in here in my fishnets and <laughs> living my life and as weird as it seems i just actually hung out with a friend of high uh, from high school the other week yeah and i haven't seen her in years and i for some reason just always had this narrative in my head that i just was not it but she was like, everyone like respected you and never stepped to you because you were you and they couldn't, you were nice to everyone. You said hi to everybody and you were you. You were just a good human. That's all that matters. It's crazy. It's, and I think too, I think cause even still in that time and especially around this area, it still is kind of a weird thing for people in the community. Okay. But I think I got, I was very lucky with being gender, having my gender fluidity because it's so deep. It's a deep pull on each side. So like okay. right now I'm just, I have my scruff cause I'm don't want to shave before a show or anything. Yeah. But there's some times where I'll just live in the femme for like three months and then okay. maybe, maybe I'll just feel like being masked. Like it just switches and it's out of my control. You look gorgeous both ways, well, by the way. Well, thank you. <laughs> I always feel like such a donkey when I'm a boy. Like I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, it's just so funny people do makeup and hair it can make you feel like a completely different person for better for worse but for me uh, as uh, you know a wrestler on tv I never felt comfortable with all the makeup and all the big hair like right now this is like no makeup like looking a bit like grizzled and whatever but like I grizzled <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> but this is how I feel my most comfortable and I actually feel like a little bit insecure when I've got like the boobs pushed up and the big hair and the makeup but I'm like owning it because I'm being a character yeah but it's funny how makeup and hair can bring some people power and it can almost be like a deterrent to other people oh, well I think you're glowing each way 
Oh, thank you. If I go to a show now, like, say hi to everybody, I won't say hi to everybody if I don't have makeup on because I'm like, oh, nope, nope, they cannot see me until my face is on. And I'll be shy and I will not say hi to anybody. I'm, like, terrified. As soon as my makeup is on, I literally walk down the stairs, arms in the air, and I yell, hello! Like, they're like, oh, no, she's here. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> run. <laughs> Oh, wow. So um, your entire wrestling career then were, had you already been transitioned or like that was like a part of the process? Well, you so it was kind of a part of it. It's kind of crazy. But my first year, year and a half in, I had very short shaved hair all along that just I have long on the top, but like shaved short, I didn't wrestle in a shirt, which is really scary to me. Now I don't even feel comfortable. Like if I have a shirt, I feel like I have to hold my boobies. But like then, then like I was out there doing it. Like oof, it was deep. But then I started working at WSU, and the people I was paired with were. I wore makeup outside of wrestling, but not in it. And they were telling me, "Oh, yeah, weird, very weird." I just felt very like I needed to be macho because there there was no okay. girls or feminine people I could relate with. The guys would be like, who's your favorite wrestler? And I would be like, Ashley Massaro. And they'd be like, what about Randy Orton? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what, what about Daffy? Like, Oh, that's interesting. Because that, so for you, it's like the opposite of what us like diva knockouts all go through. Like we always have to fall into these very like, you know, 90s stripperific or, you know, in my day, like the big breast implants. Yeah, which I'm trying to do. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) My new gear this weekend is literally, uh, it's literally a mock-up of Daft's old WEW gear, like just thong out. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Love it. I can't wait to see the photos. But that's interesting though, because like we've always tried to be like super stripper porn star hot and here you are going into your wrestling field and trying to be macho and trying to fit into this other box this other box that i don't even think of but now you've created your own box for the new future to come into so and it was like an in-between like i didn't know how my body was supposed to look because i i didn't know because i wanted to have the diva belly but i didn't know how's my chest and arms supposed to look i want to be a diva i don't want to be a buff diva i want to be a diva like a fit diva so i never knew (laughs) and then when i was yeah in my masculine side my gear wasn't like do you remember oh my gosh stop i'm really saying this out do you remember you and rain had the same camo little two-hole strap gear yes yeah my first gear ever was purple and silver that style i literally have it right here i'll show you right now. oh my god so they were purple yeah and they had the ah. two holes and it was literally literally to look exactly like that oh game. my little baby jamie i love her that's so sweet <laughs> Your makeup looks flawless. <laughs> well, thank you. So dewy and glowy, and so with what? Tell like, what are you doing? YouTube tutorials, trial and error. What is it? My friend Jordan that I used to stay with, she introduced me to makeup, and I was in like, I was a senior in high school, and we were just playing around with makeup, and 
she was showing me makeup and I was like, what is this? Wow. (laughs) And this is terrifying. We would just, it would snow and we would be out of school for like a week. We would paint our face like eight times, like do makeup eight times and just wash it off and redo it and wash it off and redo it. First of all, it's terrifying that she has that much makeup that we could do that. And she never ran out one time with any product. Really? That's terrifying. <laughs> Must have had Costco surplus size. <laughs> <laughs> she, she literally sold her soul. They just, they had to literally <laughs> refill before like it was empty. It was, she would use organic soap. She also introduced me to that kind of stuff too. Oh, so she was good with the skincare. Okay. okay. She's an esthetician now. So she knows what's up. Yes. And I, I never broke out. I have pretty tough skin, but looking back, girl, (laughs) girl, (laughs) a lot of layers. (laughs) And then just kind of playing with things. And I would watch a tutorial and pick up like one thing. It's like kind of like a wrestling match. Yeah. When I, I would watch my old matches and be like, oh, pick out this thing. And I want to fix it for the next time. Yeah. And I would just kind of pick up on one thing for my makeup and see. And then eventually... When I was first wearing it, everybody was like, the less you wear, the better. Like, <laughs> no, girl. In my case, the more you wear. I, I put I put on so much makeup. You can, well, it doesn't look like you have tons on. Whatever you do, it, you've, you've got it going on. I start with my primer, and then I use my cream contour and highlight. Yeah. And I lay that on thick. Like, I'm talking like Trixie Mattel contour, like straight. <laughs> straight dark brown lines here yes very sharp sharp and then I do that and then I put foundation over top of that okay and then I do my eyes and stuff and then I bake my face and then I take bronzer and I just contour the hell out of my face contour the fuck out of it yeah (laughs) then three different highlights and then I have body glitter that I literally just take as much of it as I can and I slap it on my face really okay so that's the that's the shine glow that yeah okay so it's highlighter and glitter (laughs) exactly and then my setting spray so this is my setting spray it also is literally okay glowy as hell because I just when I shine I feel like a celebrity it makes me feel like a star I agree and you look like a star so whatever you're doing is working (laughs) so what are your goals in wrestling is it to wrestle internationally do you want to work for a big company like what do you want for jamie senegal when i first came into wrestling i didn't know much about the indies besides women and i didn't know about it and i didn't want anything to do with it and then i started wrestling it and i was like i love it here and i get very (laughs) torn i believe in the law of attraction a lot but i think it's really hard for me to manifest what i want because my mind's always switching because There'll be times where I'm like, man, I just can't wait to get this contract to this company and just make this money. Yeah. And then other times I'll be like, but you know what? I'm creative and I really feel like there's a shine about me that will be dulled and I will be miserable. So I'm just letting it go. Okay. I want to wrestle everywhere I can. Yeah. And then we'll see. Cool. But also, if it comes my way, I'm not, I'm probably not going to say no. <laughs> okay. that's the argument I used to get into with Becky Bela because I used to be like when I was like 19 I did not want to be signed I just wanted to be on the indies and live my life and she was like if that contract comes in front of you you're gonna sign it trust me I know you will and I would be like no I won't (laughs) honestly like I've worked for both major companies you know we have some new ones out there but like the 
classics and uh that that is basically the basis you either sell your soul and make a lot of money or have a really good talent agent and hopefully you know get some authenticity in there or you work for the other company you might not be rolling in it but man do you have so much fun because they are so open-minded i know you you know you have input you you're a human being there you're not just talent yeah but i think it's important you 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 do what makes you happy because life is short (laughs) see if i could have it my way i would love to work for impact check it off right away do it um get your promo package in there i've i've been do it i've shown up a few times and hung out and scott and i are pretty close like we get along and we talk frequently but we'll see we'll see but I love Impact, and obviously just because okay. the knockout in me, I ha- I have to. Right. And I will be a knockout. I will be a knockout. I 110% will be. <laughs> and um, Good. do that, Good. and then I can still <laughs> do my indie stuff. And then once I'm lived out and I got all my art out, then I'll sell my soul and just make my money. Beautiful. I think that's a good plan. I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> So besides wrestling, what what else is there in your life? Is there a plan B? Like I know you, and I don't mean that as like a like wrestling is your passion. That's who you are. Yeah. That's always going to be you. But yeah. have you ever thought about what if wrestling didn't work out? Not because of talent, but like injury, yeah. age, like you know, just all the other X factors. I've always came into wrestling with the plan that this is my first stepping stone to creating my life. Okay. And I would really like to build up enough of a name to then become a successful real estate agent. I've always wanted to do that. I love houses. I love houses. And between dad looking for a house and my mom in her other house, I was selling that one and looking for houses. I'm having a field day. Okay. I really want to have a clothing line, a makeup brand. I really want to have an alcohol line. I'm really passionate about alcohol. We love her. <laughs> Me and you too, girl. <laughs> Me and you both. <laughs> I'm trying to detox right now. so <laughs> I, I haven't drank for a few weeks because I promised myself I'm not drinking until after my show this weekend. But then after Good my show, you. I am getting lit. <laughs> like I owe it to myself, girl. <laughs> I think that's important, though. You have to be able to walk away from it. I yeah. I was talking to Rochelle, my producer and editor. And, you know, COVID, lifestyle, with firefighting, I work shift work. So most of the time, I feel like a zombie. I'm exhausted anyway. So it's like, why not have a few glasses of wine? I don't feel any different. But right it's a habitual thing. Like I will always have two or three glasses of wine every day, except when I'm working. And then it's like, Oh, I only not drink eight days a month. And it's like, (laughs) there was a while where I drank a lot. And some of my family members battle addiction very, very bad. And a few have passed away. So it's always something I've been sorry. It's okay. It was a very eye opening thing for me. Okay. So my whole life, I've been very consciously aware of that to understand if I'm gravitating towards it too much, mm-hmm. I need to step back. Yeah. And my cousin Caitlin is the same exact way. Good. She's actually so she when she was like 16, she got her tonsils taken out. Yeah. And because some of our family members were addicts, they gave I, some crazy pain pill for it. Okay. And 
she just flushed him down the toilet because if she's if she's not taking him, nobody else is. And wow, Caitlin and I are like we're here fighting this battle, and it's not a struggle for either of us. We're just like no. Good for you. You're obviously very old souls. <laughs> you're you're learning from past trauma as opposed to letting it get the better of you. Yeah. So I love drinking, but I there, <laughs> it it comes and goes. There will be my times where it's like I'll have two weeks of like drinking, and then it'll be like. Two weeks is too long. I'm going on two months without Good drinking, and then I can have fun. I'll call you. I'll be like, Jamie, get me off the bottle. <laughs> Tell me. I need to sober <laughs> up for a month. <laughs> so you strike me as a Halloween queen. Oh, I am. I am. <laughs> I am also a Halloween queen. I'm just a grown-up Halloween queen now. <laughs> what is, oh, do you have any Halloween plans? Like, has COVID fucked everything up? Or Honestly, my Halloween plans this year is... We're moving into this new house, and I've been buying all of the spooky stuff on the planet because this room, this room is very <laughs> alternative. But I've always wanted a spooky room. Yeah. So I'm getting an Elvira cutout, and I uh, I just got these cute blankets from Sourpuss that have bats all over them and bones and Aww. and I am living my spooky girl life, and that that is all <laughs> I need for Halloween this year. I got these Halloween Perfect. stickers that I have a coat rack that's just flat and it's black and I put I'm putting these yeah. Halloween stickers on it and my mom was like, Aren't you too old for Halloween? <laughs> and I dragged her to the moon. I was like, I cannot believe you just literally tried to get me because I love Halloween. You know I'm a spooky bitch. I've always been this way. Like oh my mom. She knows I'm a spooky bitch. Oh, mom. This room is neon green and black, <laughs> and I'm doing my next room black and red. So my mom was like, I can't believe you wouldn't do your room more diva. I was like, mom, I am doing yeah. my room diva. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's still cheetah print. There's still crazy things. There's still knockouts and divas all over my room. It's literally there. I'm just my little punk diva. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, my mom always resists the spooky bitch in me as well. She's like, you could wear a color. And I'm like, no. I, I don't I know do that. What are colors? I don't know that. <laughs> when I get dressed every day, black matches black. I never have to put too much thought into it. And my mom's always wanted me to wear heels. And I wear docks in the winter. And I wear vans in the summer. And sorry, mom. <laughs> my mom, she can't handle it. When I, when I want to wear my heels, I have black thigh highs i have my big old buckle boots and then i have eight inch heels right there you probably walk in heels better than i could drink i want to wrestle them. oh my god <laughs> if you could oh. i really do you know what i've been in the ring so many times in heels the ring is just on a place for heels you just it's so mushy yeah your heels just sink and it like twists your ankle oh. it's not cute I, like. I went to pwx in north carolina once and i brought these little boots I have that have a little chunky heel in the back yep. and I was like let, let me run the ropes quick <laughs> and I did it and it took everything in my power everybody was like do not do it and I was like I have to <laughs> did you like flex every single muscle and kegel to not fall over no I was going for the gold good for you I 
want to be Britney Spears and do a back handspring in heels. Oh my god. I love her. Can we talk about how sad everything is on TikTok uh, right now? I want to say Britney. For like the last five years, up until two years ago, I had her blocked on Instagram because her Instagram videos terrified me because they made me sad and people would... I know. They would send them to me and I just couldn't stand seeing them anymore. I know. I know. I love Britney. I really, really do. And I think like... Christ, we all... Oh, who's that? This is Weasel. He just (laughs) snuck over here. Cute. Hi, baby. (laughs) He just snuck over here, and he's also as long as I am wide. Oh, my God. (laughs) How old is he? Three next month. Or this month. I don't know. I'm a bad parent. Is he on steroids? (laughs) He's massive. (laughs) I thought that was like a normal size for ferrets, and Penelope brought her ferret over, and... Her ferret's yeah. like four years old. So she's a lot older than he was at the time. Her ferret's like this big. And he is like <laughs> massive. I'm like, what? He's like my size. <laughs> He's an alpha. Do you just let him walk around the house? He used to, but then we got a dog. The dog and him get along very well. Yeah. But the cat, uh, Salem, I don't know about Salem. It's like, that's pretty, that's pretty evolutionary, animalistic thing. Rodent versus cat. Like, yeah, uh, like you could have a really tough talk with Salem, but I don't know. I had, I had to have a, a tough, tough talk with Weasel one time. And it, <laughs> I He straightened up. He... It's my favorite story because, girl, when I first got him, his name was Alvin. Yeah, and I Alvin. thought I thought it was cute. Like that I felt is. it, and he bit so hard all the time. And I would always like they say like grab his scruff and like blow in his face, and I would because I don't want to hit him or anything. That's awful. Yeah, and um, I would do that, and he just wouldn't get it. And one day he latched onto my finger so hard I was swinging him in a circle, <laughs> and subconsciously I yelled, "Oh, Literally, right then and there, I decided we are not doing this. That is not your name. I'm not Dave, and you are not Alvin. This is literally not happening. Uh, and I scooped him up and I held him. You can hold him like under his arms, and yeah. he's small enough to fit just perfectly. And I held him up to me. And I said, I was talking through my teeth because I was so mad. (laughs) And I said, this is the last time you're ever biting me. If you ever bite me again, I'm literally letting you outside. I swear to God, I will never talk to you again. You're never doing this again. You have two, exactly two weeks to shape up. (laughs) He never, ever, ever bit me again. And I literally told him to shape up. So Elephant is no more. Weasel is well behaved. Yeah, he's... His full name technically is Alvin. Oh my gosh, that is my wig. Can you not? Oh my God, put him back in his cage. I have a $400 wig there and he's trying to get a hold of her. Please put him in the cage. Listen. <laughs> he's, he's like climbing on my gear bag because it's open. And I don't trust myself because I'm so oblivious. He might just come to Indianapolis with me if I don't shut it. Like, I love him. I don't know who I love more, him or you. Or he's he has an Instagram. Does he? Okay, I'll follow it. Yeah, he does. It's so cute. It's what, what's what's Alvin the Super Weasel? Alvin the Super Weasel. But we just call him Weasel because Alvin is dead to me. <laughs> when I got him, I wasn't educated on ferrets, and I thought it was kind of like a hamster. And I was like, oh, this will be like a cute one or two year pet. No, I found out that he lives for 12 years. Well, Yes, and I'm down. Like, I love him. He's my baby. I'm down for it. But we're not calling him Alvin ever again for these next 11, (laughs) 
10 years we have him ever. On that note, <laughs> before I let you go, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. I'm so glad we got to finally speak. I feel like we came fast friends on Instagram, but now I feel feel really connected to you. I know I loved it because for that there was that long time where I was always just like quickly like I would DM you or I or that time I wrestled Tiana and I sent you that picture I was like yes I was like I need to be her friend it's gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) well your law of attraction work you attracted me I'm in (laughs) I'm in (laughs) but before you go I do the same thing with everyone I do 10 tailor-made questions and it's like a speed round type of thing so are you ready I'm scared I'm ready I think so (laughs) I'm literally actually terrified you're gonna be my A plus student you are my A plus student okay name one beauty product you can't live without Ah! um (laughs) honestly now changed my mind it's the new milani two-in-one foundation is that good i just bought it i was with sue in florida and we literally Uh ran somewhere i saw it and i was like should i get it she was like yes i tried it (sighs) i'm a big fan of those milani products drugstore brands have really stepped up their game they ha- and so has Walmart on the clothing. So shout out to mm. shout out to the places that were lesser because now they're not lesser. Yeah. Thank you guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite exercise? Barbell complex is one of my faves, and I also love. I don't know what it's called, but I always take like a ten pound weight and I lay down and I'll do like half a pike up with one leg and go like that. Oh, V ups. Yeah. 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 I love. I love them. I can do them all day weird but oh my god they're so hard you must have the strongest core in the world it doesn't look it but i do (laughs) (laughs) internally you have such strong abs (laughs) what is your biggest pet peeve when i can hear people chew (gasps) you and my husband both he cannot he has that misphonia me too do you have it too yeah it's like serious like i can't eat an apple he's like i it took years to train myself to like center myself and not hear anything around me when there's food because even if it's just a slight chew it's like dousing gasoline on the inside of my body and i want to flip the table and like pile drive somebody (laughs) i sympathize with you i like i thought my husband was just being an asshole like i didn't (laughs) understand it and then i read about it and then i'm like oh okay my dad he always used to eat so loud and when i was a kid i would be like dad you're chewing so loud and he used to be like just say chewing if it's getting bad because he thought i was just being an asshole yeah and i would be like i'd be like (laughs) and then he would do it on purpose to the point where i literally eat my bedroom all the time chewing got it eating you have misphonia good to know (laughs) who is your celebrity crush (laughs) i don't know everybody always asks me this question and i get stumped um rob rob zombie and sherry moon zombie together yeah they are both pretty beautiful i love them sherry gives me like knockout vibes yeah she's like that rock of love style like very that girl and rob's just the most gorgeous creative man i agree good choices what is your favorite band or artist i've been on a big ariana Grande. <gasps> she's so good i'm oh, i'm obsessed with her i saw her in concert a few years ago but like the 
bigger she gets, the more human she makes herself. Yeah. And I love it. I love being able to relate to such a star. I love how talented she is outside of her actual career. Like, have you seen any of her Jimmy Fallon challenges? Oh my God, she's hilarious. And just... Her Celine? Amazing. The impressions. Oh yeah. Her Celine? Oh my fucking God. She kills it. She And, and <laughs> what was that, Saturday Night Live, where the, the thing shut down and she had to sing like all the celebs? Yes. <sighs> She kills it. She kills it. Yeah. And also, no doubt in Gwen Stefani. Oh, and it's funny because I feel like for a while everyone forgot about her. And then all the alternative people started really like just loving her the way we always did. And everybody caught on to it again. And she's. Oh, how incredible does she look for her age? She's so beautiful. And I have the utmost respect for her because she has dipped her toes into every style of music that she can. And that, yes. that to me is like the most respectable, amazing musician just with the passion of music. I agree. I agree. And her fashion. Oh, it's oh. she's never had a misstep. I don't think oh. her entire career ever. It's very interesting, too, because a lot of people tried to drag her back in the day for like cultural appropriation and stuff but when you hear her interviews and her stories about it like because she was dating the guitarist and he was indian yeah and his mother like gave her all the bindis and stuff and showed her all that stuff yeah so it's like yes that is deep and controversial but like it was passed down to her like it's special it's cool i i like it I like her story. We live in such a uh, I got you society. Like yeah. instead of being like, why do you wear the bindi? Yeah. People are like racist. Yeah. Like, it's such a ridiculous way to live. Yeah. And like, what a beautiful story. Yeah. We love you, Gwen. We love <laughs> you. Uh. <laughs> uh, do you have a secret vice? So this is weird. <laughs> All of my friends are fully aware. I always facetime while i'm taking a hot bath and i lay a washcloth like a pillow yeah and i always have like 10 bottles of water (laughs) and i literally just lay there i literally did a actual podcast interview live like that really (laughs) i love it that's why your skin's so nice you're just constantly like one time my dad was so mad at me i probably it said we were using 150 gallons of water a day because I take like three baths a day. <laughs> You're from like the dark ages, except that would be like one bath a month, but <laughs> <laughs> it's intense. Like, but oh, it's just something about it. Makes like, you feel good. And it takes all, if I'm anxious, it takes it all away. Okay. So it's, it's, it's treatment. It's self, self care. Yeah. Yeah. You bath girl. <laughs> what wrestler has the best entrance music? Melina. Oh. Melina. She hates her song. Really? She hates it. She told me it is just noise to her. But every time I hear it, that yeah. song, if she wasn't ever existed, if John Morrison never existed, but that song existed you can find a way to let that song tell a story in your head because it has attitude and emotion. That's true, yeah. That, that I, I, I can think of the music right now, and it was. It was, like, it's good. But you know what? I get it. Like, I hated my entrance music, too, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> me, and my, me and my friend who's managing me this weekend, St. Sinclair, we always, yeah. we always call you the All-American Canadian Girl. <laughs> That's who I am. It's very confusing. It's iconic. It's so deep, but I have all the time for it. 
<laughs> well, that's wrestling for you. It makes all the sense and no sense at all. I love it. Oh, and, <laughs> and Daft's theme song too when she was an impact as Daft. That was always badass oh, Okay. Too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. What is your drink of choice? Oh, Goldschlager. Goldschlager. Goldschlager, girl. That's retro, girl. Girl, every <laughs> time, the first time I ever had Goldschlager and I tasted yeah. it, I just felt like, oh my gosh, like, I just need this, like, I need a chalice and like, pour this for me, like, ah, I love her and all all of my friends, my parents, everybody are like, Goldschlager girl, and I'm like. It's because it has gold flecks in it, isn't it? It is, but I love Fireball, but it tastes better than Fireball. Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. But I understand the correlation. <laughs> I'm like, ooh. What was your most embarrassing moment in the ring? Oh, my gosh. There's so many. There's so <laughs> Oh, my. Yes! My entire career start to finish. <laughs> Every match I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I am a full-on embarrassment. There's so many i was doing this match and it was at the time when like doing two suicide dives in a row was like super hot and everybody was doing it and i didn't want to i didn't want to freaking do that like i don't care girl i don't need to do a suicide dive so he called it and i was like whatever so i did it and the first time i went fine second time i came back hit the ropes and i did it when he caught me i farted so loud (laughs) and he heard it and he heard it and he was like are you okay and I was like I was like I just shit myself <laughs> and I did you actually no I said that to rip him because I was so embarrassed <laughs> I didn't know what to say I was like oh my god I gotta like make it funny or something <laughs> like so you literally did like a suicide flying fart dive yeah that oh that one was one and and there was one time too i'm a very gassy bitch okay (laughs) i did my split in my entrance and when i bounced up i farted Uh, like i'm a train wreck i'm a mess i'm trying to Uh, oh god there's a good one i'm really missing this isn't this one isn't as embarrassing to me particularly as it is my match i wrestled sue I was standing on the bar and I got off and she was crawling on the floor and I jumped off and I smacked her butt so hard. <laughs> and she, it was so, she literally, when we got back to she was like, I'm going to beat your ass. Why did you do that? Like, I was so hard. I just, it's funny. Like I you have just got to. too excited. It's funny. Like I have to. And <laughs> Sue, when I crawled, there was tables and that was blocking the crowd and the ring. We crawled under the tables and the cameraman followed us around the tables. We ran into the ring and we did like a duck one double clothesline. Literally mm-hmm. all you see is this and like a bottom rope and a foot because the cameraman followed us under the table and dropped the camera. Oh my God. My career's a little <laughs> Gassy ass, nasty ass funky ass bitch like you're just gonna be jamie senegal the gassy bitch (laughs) (laughs) so season two what we're gonna do is an episode of jamie senegal's fails (laughs) and you're gonna come up with an hour show of all your bloopers (laughs) 
I would die. <laughs> you would get a glass of your cold sugar. I'd get a bottle of wine and we'd go through all your bloopers and have footage. <laughs> okay, finish this lyric. Oh, make me over. I'm all I want to be. I walk in the rain. Study. Study. <laughs> in demonology. <laughs> when I wake up in my makeup. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about all of you, but I'm pretty sure I just developed a crush on Jamie. What a total rock star. Meow. I want to thank Jamie for giving us such a sincere view inside that gorgeous little head. He had one of the most inspiring experiences of transitioning from being and born into male feminine fierceness to gender fluidity, non-binary securedness. If anyone can learn anything from Jamie Senegal, it is no matter who you are, what you do, who you love, what you wear, you girl are perfect just the way you are. Own it, girl. I am giving you an authentic insider's view of the wonderful, wild women of professional wrestling but candidly, even if I have not met them yet and haven't had the pleasure of working together and slugging it out on the road, they are still my sisters and will forever be bonded by the world of wrestling. <laughs> it's a niche market and even more specialized for women. Now more than ever, the market is expanding further. The LGBTQ plus wrestlers are coming in fast and furious, and I am their number one fan. I want to put all these wonderful humans on a pedestal for the world to see and know. I am a total misfit, a member of an even larger Motley crew. I know the ups and downs and everything in between. I know how incredibly resolute these women are, and I want all of you to know it too. You will always get something a little different from Wild On because this one is for us. Thank you for sticking with me weekly as Wild On is growing. Each week I hope to bring you something new and if nothing else, unique. Please feel free to DM me on Instagram or Twitter with any suggestions or things you might like to hear about. Also, please, 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 Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you like it. Taking out the time to give a five-star rating whilst leaving a comment will help bring your girl closer and her team to a studio. Check out the Wild On merch store for all your Taylor Wild shopping needs. I will provide the link in the description. Also, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at RealTaylorWild. That's wild with an E. As always, I could not do this podcast without my badass bitch editor and producer, Rochelle Duras, and my public relations queen, Madison Golshani. Thank you guys for all your hard work. I love you. Until next week, stay calm and wild on. Wild on.